Psalms 72, verse 6, it says this. He shall come down like rain upon the grass before mowing, like showers that water the earth. There's a, a translation called the Passion. It, it says it this way, and it's more of a paraphrase version. It's not so much of a translation. But I love the way that he wrote that same verse. And it says this, your favor will fall like rain upon our surrendered lives, like showers reviving the earth. I want to talk to you today on a sermon the Lord gave me when we were on vacation called A Fall of Favor. A Fall of Favor. God bless this word, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, it's time for a fall of favor. It's time for a fall. Now, now turn to the other person and say, get real close so they can smell your breath. And say, it's time for a fall of favor. It's time for, I don't know if there's anybody that just could use a little bit of favor in their life today. <clears throat> this week, Holly and I had the opportunity to spend some time together in, in Colorado. And uh, I love Colorado, such a beautiful place. And I'm thankful for my wife that understands and knows when her husband needs some time away. It just, I'm, I just want to tell you, babe, thank you. Because you know I fight these vacations all the time. I do. Because I, 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 I just like doing ministry. And she sees, she sees when, when I need some time. And, and I'm, I'm thankful that even though I'm stubborn with her a lot of times, she says, we're going on, we're going on a trip. And, and, and not only that, but I'm thankful for people that, that support it. And we've had so many people go, you know, Pastor Kelly, we're just grateful that you and, and Holly, y'all take time. And, and, uh, and there was a, a message that Holly received from, from a lady that used to attend our, our church and Miss Latricia Johnson. And, and uh, she, she sends Holly a, a message on, on Facebook. And she said this, Sister, you and Kelly are breathtaking, showing how couples in ministry should be slowing down to take time for each other. And she said this, and this changed me. She goes, not allowing the call to suck the life out of the covenant. Not allowing the call to suck the life out of the covenant. And I was like, it just fell on me. And she says, I'm cheering for y'all, and most of all, I'm praying for y'all. So, Miss Latricia, thank you so much for that prophetic word over our life, and we, we receive it. We had a great time. It was a powerful time. We left Dallas, and it was still 100 degrees in Dallas. And in a two-hour plane trip, we were standing in a climate where the temps were around 50 degrees a 50-degree swing just like that. I, 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 didn't, I didn't pray for it. I didn't hope for it. I didn't wish for it. I just moved, or we just moved from here to there. Just like that. It's the season shifted just like just like that. It, it just shifted. And my assignment today is simple. 
My assignment to you today, and this is a word, this is not a sermon series, this is just something the Lord laid on my heart to speak over to your life, speak over our church today. It is to say this, that seasons are made to change. And if you feel like that you are in a challenging season, good news, just like that, a season can change for you. You can get from one place, one season to the next season of your life just like that. You may feel like that you're stuck in your season, but just like that, God can turn it around. It may feel like that you're circling the same mountain over and over, but just like that, that mountain can crumble right in front of you. And it may feel like you're trying to get ahead, but you keep falling behind and, and you're doing it with your own power. But just like that, God will push you to the front just like that and turn some things around. All it took for us to get from a hot climate to a cool climate was just take a journey to another season. And I'm just here to tell you that you are right in line for a season shifting change in your life. Can I just get somebody to receive that word that you're in line for a shifting season of your life and it can happen just like that. Earlier this week, we were in Colorado and, and I got up early. I'm more of an early riser. Holly sleeps in more than I do. And I was up early and decided to go for a walk and it was cool and I was just walking down the street in Breckenridge and all the shops and people were opening up the shops and I was walking, had some coffee and just enjoying the cool morning and, and, and I was praying strongly and I felt the Lord drop this in my heart. It was this, that the change of the season is about to change your season. The change of the season, the, the summer ending and we're headed into fall is about to change your season. The season of fall, I'm declaring for our church, is going to be a fall of favor. That we are going to step in and as we're getting into the autumn season of life, that there is going to be a fall of favor. It's been hot, y'all. It's been hot. It's been like we had like 70 something days of triple digit heat. It's been hot. People miserable, people irritable, people flipping everybody off on the freeway. People are people are just crazy because the the temperature and the the pressure has been so great. But and it may feel like that in your life to where it's just been hot. Everything you've been, it's just everything is irritating you. Everything is frustrating you. When's it going to change? When's it going to shift? When's it going to be better? When am I going to get my healing? When am I going to get my miracle? When am I going to get my breakthrough? It's just been hot. It's just another day with triple heats. It's just in the, it's just so, I feel like I'm in the pressure cooker of my life. It's just so hot. But I'm here to tell you that there is a season coming. It's a fall of favor. What is favor? Let me tell you what favor is. Favor is undeserved, irrational, unexplainable, biased treatment. It's undeserved, irrational, unexplainable, biased treatment. You don't believe me, so you need to say it. Everybody say undeserved, irrational, unexplainable, biased treatment. Say it again. Undeserved, irrational, unexplainable, Bias treatment. 
We have some stinking thinking when it comes to favor. Sometimes, even when I was beginning to feel the Lord wanted me to speak on the subject of favor, I, I felt like that sometimes I have been not having a good understanding of favor because a lot of times we think favor is all about money. And that's what really messes us up with favor because we've had a season to where it's, that's been the message of favor. It's like, you know, favor, I get money, 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 give me money, money. I'm going to give and I'm going to get in the favor. And, and we, we, but here's the thing, favor goes way beyond money. Favor isn't just stuff and it's just not possessions. Favor isn't walking around Walmart and finding $50 on the ground and you just sit and you having a little church shop. Well, I thank you for favor. That's not favor. That's called theft. Because God doesn't bring favor into your life while adding frustration to somebody else's. That's not favor. You need to take that $50 up to the counter that has that long line at the front of the store and turn it in and say, somebody dropped this. That's not favor. See, church people, we get this really weird thought of what favor is. God doesn't do that. He's not going to, he's not going to drop something that you find on the ground and call somebody else to be frustrated. Proverbs backs it up. It says loving favor is better than silver and gold. You, you can have stuff, but not have the health to enjoy your stuff. How many knows that good health is favor? I mean, having your family around the dinner table is favor. I mean, having a car to drive is favor. It's, it, it's a favor isn't just possessions. Favor also isn't just God getting you out of a mess. If you get pulled over by the cops, and I've gotten pulled over a couple of hundred times, and, and, and you know what? If I get out of that ticket and he goes, I'm going to give you a warning, that's not favor for my life. That's called mercy. That's mercy. That's because I deserved it. I deserved the ticket. That's not favor. Sometimes we get mixed up with favor. That's, we like hashtag favor. I just got out of a copper. Hashtag favor. I turned down the alley and the cop couldn't find me. That ain't favor. You're running from the cops is what you're doing. That's hashtag mercy. You should have got caught. You should have got that ticket. God in his mercy helped you. Favor is best explained with this. When I didn't, but God still did. When you didn't qualify, but God did it for you. When you didn't deserve it, but God did it for you. When you didn't, but you didn't ask, but God, he did it anyway. That's favor. When you, when you didn't, but, but you didn't always make the right choice, but God always covered you. That's favor. Can I just see favor and mercy is a lot alike. Sometimes I don't deserve what God has done for me, but in his mercy, he keeps blessing me. He keeps picking me up. He keeps blessing my life and helping me through my life. That's what favor is. And I believe this is a fall of favor. But here's the thing. Favor also sits on the foundation of thankfulness. This is big. If you want favor to open up in your life, we have to learn how to be thankful for all that we have currently. Because here's the thing. We can have this distorted view of, of what God, God doesn't owe Kelly one thing. When he sent his son to die for my sins, that's all he needed to do for me. And so if you can't 
thank God for what you have now. You can't be trusted for what he wants to put in your life. Favor sits on a foundation of thankfulness and nothing will shut down favor like an entitlement mindset. Have you ever done something for someone and they never tell you thank you for it? I mean, Holly and I have done this. God will lay on our heart to to maybe bless somebody. This hasn't happened to anybody in this room, but to bless somebody and to go, we just want to just, you know, Holly, hey, the Lord's laid on my heart that we just need to, we need to bless somebody with, with something or, or some money or whatever the Lord lays on our heart. And I was like, she goes, what do you think? I was like, let's do it. And then we'll just say, hey, we just want to let you, the Lord laid on my heart to bless you and not hear one word from them. And the next time when the Lord lays it on our heart for that person, we're like, Lord, the devil's a liar. That was a lie. They and we and we like well they didn't even say thank you before, because you can't favor someone that has an entitlement mindset. If they feel like they deserve everything that's coming their way and they're never thankful for what's coming their way, you can't favor that. So this is, this is what we have to understand is that when God wants to favor our life, we've got to be okay thanking him daily for what he's done today. For waking us up, that's enough, God. Thank you, thank you. I just want to say thank you. I want to be trusted with more favor. Ephesians says, giving thanks always and for everything, always and for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody say it's a fall of favor. And favor is also packed in the Bible. There's plenty of stories about favor in the Bible. I think about David who found favor with Saul. In 1 Samuel 16, David was asked to play the harp for him. Favor often will supersede giftedness. It got, favor comes even beyond. You may, you may think you're good enough, but God will bless you even beyond your talent. Be even beyond, you think you're smart. You think you're the smartest one in the room. God will favor somebody that ain't near as smart as you. Because favor, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not, it's not about your degree. It's not about how smart you are. It, it, it goes beyond that and you can just find favor. Esther found favor with the king. And in, in, in the seventh chapter of Esther, and the king just simply went up to her and says, what do you need? And Nehemiah found favor with the king. And Nehemiah 2.5, his boss, which was the king, gave him time off to do ministry, paid him why he did it, and gave him all of the money and the resources to follow the ministry that was on his life. This is a fall of favor from the king for your life. This is a season where you can begin to call out to King Jesus and say, listen, I need favor in my life. This is my season of favor. Favor because also because of who you know. Joseph found favor with an Egyptian official named Potiphar in Genesis 39. And Potiphar put him in charge of his house and his field. And Potiphar was favored because the blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in his house and in his field because of the favor that was on Joseph's life. And what I'm here to tell you is that maybe the company that you're working for is favored because of what you are, what God's doing in your life. Maybe you're walking in and you are bringing favor just because of the anointing. I want the anointing of favor on my life. I want to walk into spaces and something shifts because Kelly walked in the door. And I want to give you six declarations using six stories 
with six characters in the Bible, and I won't be long today. Cowboys play at what time? Y'all should know that. Y'all should know that. Yeah. Lucretia knows she's going to the game today. And uh, in Luke chapter 1, we find the story of Mary. When she's informed by an angel that she is the chosen one to bring Jesus, the Son of God, to the world. Here's how the conversation goes. And he, speaking of the angel, came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. And I had to stop there for a moment because sometimes you need people in your life to remind you that you're favored. Sometimes you need people that will call you not by who you are, but who God wants you to be. I need somebody to walk into my life and say, to greet me and say, hey, Kelly, old millionaire. Come on, somebody. Can I get somebody? Can I get some help in this place? Oh, millionaire. I need somebody to walk in my life and say, hey, Pastor Kelly, the one that God paid for a new building in full. I, I need somebody to address me, not just by, my, my, by the name my mom and dad gave me, but I need somebody to speak and declare favor over my life. Can I speak to somebody in this place today? I speak to Adrian that he's in sales. I, I'm declaring, oh, favored one that's going to have the top sales in your company this year in Jesus' name. Adrian needs somebody to walk in and say, no, no, I'm not calling you Adrian. That's what your mama, mama's right over there. That's just what your mama gave. That's the name mama gave. But, but I'm speaking prophetically over your life that a millionaire is inside of Adrian. I can go around the whole room. I ain't got time to do it. But you have to understand that you need people that will speak. That's, you know, Renee, Amanda's here. Uh, Renee, Renee's here. Hey, Renee, wave. That's why every time I call, I call him Pastor Renee. I don't know if Renee is going to be a pastor. I don't even know if he's paying attention to me right now. He probably is not. But I'm prophetically speaking beyond his, the name that his mama gave him. Oh, favored one. And, and so, so the angel says, oh, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. And, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. You shall call his name Jesus. Here's your first declaration. A fall of favor for the uncommon. A fall of favor for the uncommon. There were other virgins that could have been the one. But the angel of the Lord favored Mary and says, you are the uncommon one that I'm going to use to bring Jesus to the earth. God encountered her and gave her uncommon favor because God chose her. And we have to have the spirit of understanding that we're uncommon. We're not like everybody else. I'm learning this about myself. There's a lot of preachers, there's a lot of pastors in this city, but ain't none of them like me. I'm uncommon. And you gotta walk into your job like, hey listen, there's a lot of employees here, they ain't like me. Because I'm favored, I'm uncommon. 
And you've got to start approaching that I am uncommon. First Peter tells us that you are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, and peculiar people. And you have to be okay being a little peculiar. You have to see yourself differently. You have to talk differently. You have to walk differently. You have to understand that I am not average. Until you see yourself as uncommon, you will never see yourself worthy of favor from God. I'm going to help somebody today in this church. Until you see yourself as uncommon... You, you have to know that you have been set apart. You're not like everybody else in this world. You may look like them. You may drive like them. You may talk like them. But you are a chosen generation, a royal, you're peculiar people. You're uncommon. you got to have that little bit of uncommon swag about you. you got to walk into rooms like God has already provided favor in the room you're walking into. you got to be a little... Different, uncommon. Jen cuts my hair. Is Jen here today? I don't know. Yeah, Jen, she, she cuts my hair. She's been cutting my hair a long time, and we baptized her, her four kids on our July, and they've been coming. And, 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 and I love Jen because she, I don't know how long Jen, 10 years probably been cutting my hair. It's a long time, and her husband Cecil. But Jen does this thing. I didn't even ask her if I could use her as an illustration, but doing it anyway. And, and she does this thing. After she cuts my hair, she, you know, they do the little twirl where you, hey, you like it? And they do it the mirror so you can see the back. And she says this. She goes, boom. <laughs> she does, don't you? But every time she says, boom. Like, like, I just killed that. <laughs> and, and, and I love that because when you walk into her space, she's like, I'm expecting favor in this place. And I'm not, there's all kinds of people that cut hair in this space around me, but they ain't like me. Boom. And she, she carries this swag about her. And you know what? And just because she says, boom, I'm like, boom. Yeah, that, that is, that's, that's a pretty good haircut. Hey, Jen, book me for next time. And it may be the same haircut as I had like last time, but she makes me think that every haircut is better than the previous. And we all know it ain't any better. But you gotta walk into some boardrooms and go, boom. Come on, you gotta jump on that Zoom call and when it's getting started, you gotta go, boom. Because I'm not common. I'm a, I'm a part of this Zoom call. I'm in this boardroom because there's favor that's going to find me in this room. There's favor that's going to I'm not helping anybody today. But I need some, some people to get you a swag about how you walk out through earth. Because God has favored you and you got to walk this thing out like you deserve. Everybody say boom. 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 Here's your prayer. Say God. Give me a distaste for average. Give me a distaste for average. God's favor brings good flavor. Oh, I made it rhyme. Flavor, flavor. Hey. God says we can have it, but we say when it's time to go get it. And sometimes we're just like, well, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait on my Lord, and that's fine, wait. But you got to walk into some rooms. You have to walk into some relationship. Like, you got to look at people and go, that could be my favor. That, I, I just met you, but you may be the one. Boom. You may be the one. Favor. 
Dr. Darius Daniels, a great minister, had this quote, God will let you live on whatever level you settle for. He'll let you live on whatever level you settle for. Sometimes we can be in the hot climate and we'll just live there. When all we got to do is jump on a plane in two hours, we're in a whole different climate. He'll let us live on whatever level we God, take the lid off of my life. Give me a distaste for average. Help me. I am not going to make it through this sermon today. That's all right. We're going somewhere today. I think that's why Jesus asked questions before he healed people. The, the, the man sitting lame at the pool of Bethesda, he walks up to him. He'd been there for 30-something years. And Jesus goes, you want to get healed? And I would be looking at Jesus like, do I want to be healed? I've been laying here for 30-something years. But I think Jesus would always ask questions to see if the expectation of favor, or have we gotten used to the average? I think Jesus is always asking us questions. Do you really want a promotion? Of course I want a promotion. Well, you got to get yourself, you got to get your spirit ready for favor in your life. You got to walk around with boom in your spirit. All right. Somebody say, favor, fall on me. Somebody say, fall on me. Favor, fall on me. Favor, fall on me. Favor, fall on me. We could stop right there. I'm not. Mm. Boom. I got six of these things, but we ain't going to make it through. Because I feel like the Spirit of God is shifting somebody's mind today. Because if you can't shift it here, you're never going to open it up here to receive it. Favor. Can I give you one, one more? I look at the life of Noah. It says this in Genesis 6, 8. It says, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. That scripture started with a but. And it lets us know that there was apparently something happening before there. God is about to wipe out creation. He's done with the sin. He's done with people. But he tells Noah, you're going to build a large boat. Guess what Noah is? He's not a carpenter. He's a gardener. Look it up. He, has, he knows nothing about building boats. It's an elementary Sunday school lesson. I get it. But the Lord laid on my heart to, for this second declaration is a fall of favor for the first time. A fall of favor for the first time. God wants you to be the first. There's an anointing of first in your life. You don't have to be an example because you're going to be the example. And God anointed Noah, didn't know anything about it, and builds an ark that saves the planet. He had an anointing for the first time. He didn't build three boats and then finally got to the one that worked. He had an anointing for the first time. There's somebody that's going to write book. We have book writers, but we're going to have the first time New York bestseller in this church. There's an anointing on the, on the first for your life. 
There's an anointing on the first for your life. You have to understand there's a Grammy to be won from somebody in this room, in this room. I need somebody to understand that there's anointing. You're going to be the first one in Pathways history to win a Grammy. You're going to be the first one to write a best-selling book in, in this church. You have to say, God, I pray for favor for the first, that you're going to use me. I think about David when he walked up and saw Goliath. He says, what do we get if we take him down? And they said, go back home. You just hear running errands. His brothers would say, get out of here. What are you going to do? And for the first, he had an anointing for the first and takes down a giant. There's some giants that you can take down if you begin to pray. I just need an anointing for the first time. I don't want to keep trying and stumbling and trying and experimenting. I believe God can give us favor that we can walk into situations and for the first time we can slay some giants in our life. There's some students here that when you get ready for college, it's going to be that first essay. It's going to get you a full ride. I ain't getting no mamas to give me or no daddies to give me a hallelujah. Y'all just must not know how expensive college really is. An anointing for the first time. And can I encourage you in this fall season? Speaking of first, the Bible talks about first fruit offerings. Can I encourage you to be a tither? Can I encourage you to, to get this rectified in your spirit that you need to be a giver? And you need to be a tither. Can I just tell you that it's going to take your obedience of tithing to get a church built? It's going to be your obedience to being a part of our Believe Capital campaign to get our church built. It says this, Proverbs 3, 9 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with your first fruits of your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. I received a, a, a check from a, a friend of mine that we preached a conference together a few weeks. And he says, I want to sow a seed into your building project. And he sent, got the check yesterday for $5,000. And it says, first fruit offering. First fruit. So I, I want us to pray for, for the house. They're called the house church in Oklahoma. And they're believing God for a building thing. And he's, they're dealing with the same issues with banks that we've been dealing with. And so I want you to pray for them. I want you to pray for Pastor Brandon Henry and we say thank you for sowing into our church and we speak the obedience that is on your life to sow uh, to our church in your famine, in your season of famine, that God is going to make, we're going to be hearing about this church in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I, I, I want to just encourage you today, and man, the Lord is going to do something. There is there's something that God is shifting in our, our church. There's something that God is wanting to do in our life. There's something that God is wanting to do in this season. 90 days, this Saturday starts the fall season. It's the fish, officially the first day of, of fall. Now, you know how it is in Texas. It may not feel like fall, but it starts. And for about 89 to 90 days, there is a season where God is going to do something. And here is my prayer for your life. Here's my prayer for your life. That if you could just get behind this season of favor. And you begin to qualify yourself for favor. That God will begin to use you and, and just say, listen, I am worthy. There's somebody here today that you need to feel worthy for favor. Can I just talk to somebody today? 
that you need to feel worthy of faith. Maybe you've just been in a season to where you think it's just, it's so bad and it's so hard and it's so difficult. And you're thinking, I'm not gonna ever get out of this storm. Can I just tell you that you still serve the master that speaks to storms? Can I just encourage you? Can I just encourage you that that, that there, if you're in a storm, there is a season of favor. The season is changing. It's a fall of favor. And everything can change just like that. Just like that. But you got to get a boom in your spirit. You got to walk into spaces like there's favor waiting for you. Adrian and I were talking before church, and, and he was already talking this. He says, man, I, I walk into rooms, I'm paraphrasing, I walk into rooms expecting favor. It's, it's what he did. You said that before church. And you didn't even know what I was preaching. He, he goes, I walk into spaces and I just expect God to meet me there. How many people of us really do that? I, I, I mean, some are showing your hands. How many people say, listen, I need some help doing that? Sometimes we'll walk into rooms and, and we just kind of blend in with the wall. But but you're peculiar people. We're different. We gotta get our holy swag about us. We gotta begin to walk into spaces and knowing that this is a season of favor for my life. I don't know if they gave you a card today. I hope they did. But on that card, and if you don't have the card, there's nothing spiritual about the card, just a piece of paper. This is what the Lord laid on my heart to do. And I preached all this to get to this point is I want you to write down names, first names and last initial. Just first names and last initial of all the people in your world, in your space, in your family that you're believing for favor. And I want you to write it down. I want you to do it now. Just write it down. And here's what the Lord has, has declared for us. Saturday morning prayer for the next three months. We're going to have every name on that screen, every name. And Saturday mornings at 9, we're calling out names for people to walk in favor, for people to walk in favor. Because there's people that you have just been, you have just been dealing with a lot of pain and you're frustrated. You need favor to see salvation in your home. You need favor because you got some rebellious kids. You need favor because you had kids that you raised up in church and they've just kind of gone their way. The culture is speaking louder than the presence of God that we know is in their life. You need favor for a breakthrough financially. And I'm encouraging you, and this ain't an offering thing, but honor the Lord with your first fruits. Begin to walk in an anointing for the first. I, my, my last point, I didn't, didn't even get to half of this. How many people got something so far though? Amen. I, I think about Abraham. It, in chapter 17 of Genesis, Angel shows up to Abraham and says, listen, your wife, Sarah, she's about to become pregnant and she's going to have a son. 
Abraham starts laughing. Read it. He starts laughing. And something, however, shifted from chapter 17 to chapter 18. Because it says that, that Abraham, it says that he, he began to respond. And I'm going to read it in so you can get what I'm saying. He says that he lifted, the Lord appeared to him by the oaks of Mamre, verse 1. And as he sat at the door of his tent in the heat of the day, 17, chapter 17, he's laughing. It's like, whatever. But, but then he lifted up his eyes in verse 2 and looked and behold, three men were standing in front of him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and he bowed himself to the earth and said, O Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass by your servant. Something happened between chapter 17 and 18. He was laughing, but I think as it, when he got through laughing, he began to go, there's a promise that God has given me. And I'm not going to lose the promise in laughter. I'm not going to lose what God is trying to do in my life because I'm disqualifying myself. Because the enemy of favor is you disqualifying yourself. Jesus. The enemy of favor is you disqualifying yourself. And Abraham tried to disqualify himself, but he shifted. He sees that these three men, and many say they're angels. Some even say it's God himself. And so he begins to respond and begins to host the, the, the three angels, the three men that appeared. And, and he says, then he goes, the angel says, hey, where's your wife, Sarah? And he says, she is in, in the tent. And the Lord said, I will surely return to you in the next time, this time next year. And Sarah, your wife, she will have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent door behind him. And now Abraham and Sarah were old. They were advanced in years. And the way of women had ceased to be with Sarah. So Sarah laughed. What is with this laughing? She laughed to herself. She was, after I'm worn out and my Lord is old, shall I have pleasure? And the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Shall I indeed bear a child now that I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Man, is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I'm going to return to you about this time next year. And Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it. And she said, I didn't laugh she was afraid and he says no 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 girl you were laughing you were laughing it's interesting to me that laughing is such a a part of this thing that laughing it, and I think sometimes we can come to church we go through our life and, and even though we have the church smile on and we've got the church countenance on we're laughing on the inside because we can't see ourselves 
walking in the favor that God wants for our life. We can't see ourselves walking into rooms on our job or walking into situations in our job and, and begin to see ourselves being elevated and promoted and getting more benefits and more income. We, it's hard. For, and, and this is what Kelly took away from this. God, this is the fall of favor where I stop laughing. God, could you really pay off this new church before we even move in? I'm like, praise God, but inside you're kind of laughing. Because we got to break the laughter. <laughs> I know that's not a really clever thing to say, but we got to stop laughing. Sarah almost laughed herself out of favor. And there's got to be this shifting where Abraham got from chapter 17 to chapter 18 and he stopped laughing he says if God has promised it I'm not going to laugh myself out of a miracle God is faithful stand to your feet God is faithful take your card please everybody if you want favor you don't have to but if you have if you, I want you to take your card I want you to raise it up or if you don't have a card, just take a piece of paper. You can, you can email us. You can do whatever. Just, I want your names. I want your names. I want to see your names. Staff will tell you, I, I do better with names. I need to know names. I, I want to see who's a part. I want to see names. I, I want to know. I may, I may not know the name with the face quite yet, but I want to see some names. And for the next 90 days, when you come on Saturday mornings, you're going to see your name up there. And you know what we're going to do for 90 days? That's about, what's what, four, four times three, about 12 Saturdays and 13 Saturdays, something like that. We're going to be praying for favor over your life. And my prayer for you, hold your card up, hold your card up, hold your card, hold your hand up if you don't have a card. Just, God, get us from chapter 17 to chapter 18. Because we feel like many times, Abraham, we're just sitting in the heat of the day. But I thank you, God, that you're walking up. You're walking up to our homes. You're walking up to our jobs. And favor is finding us. And God, forgive us for laughing at ridiculous things that you want to do in our life. Because God, if it doesn't, if it doesn't feel a little ridiculous, it ain't you. <laughs> Because, God, you are here to blow our mind with favor. So, Father, I pray for every card. I pray for every name that we're going to fill up on this screen. People that say, it's my time. It's my season for a fall of favor. And I thank you, Father, for it. In Jesus thank you so much for joining us. I pray that this was a resource and a blessing to your life. Go to our webpage, polc.cc, to connect with us on all of the things that we're doing. And we want to stay connected to you because we believe God has some great things for you.